Dude, how bad is Monday Night Football? It's so boring. It was like the worst game ever last night. Like, nobody even cares about... Dude, nobody cares about playing in the NFL anymore. They're sick of it, dude. It's too violent. The sport's too violent and the culture's too passive-aggressive now. NFL's in for a wake-up, bro. Nobody wants to play anymore. Sick of getting hit. Sick of injuries. Sick of the black and blue the next day. Feeling like they were in a car accident. Having to rehab all week. Just so they can go play again. Warrior culture is gone, bro. You know, it started in ancient Greece. And, you know, the Olympics culture. And, you know, the whole uh, Russell Crowe gladiator stuff. And the alpha male has transitioned to, through so many phases, you know, especially in the last hundred years. Alpha male used to be the Monopoly guy going on to uh, the Titanic. And then it switched into like Ted Bundy and we'll go hold on before that. Alpha males used to be, you know, uh, penguin suit, one little eyeglass on the Titanic with Billy Zane. And then it kind of started transitioning and you became like this war hero in the 40s. And then Vietnam, all that stuff. Then you became this psychedelic, you know, fucking helter-skelter, cult leader type alpha male, beach boys, surf culture alpha male. And then it went through this next phase where he became a Ted Bundy kind of Zodiac killer, you know, John Wayne Gacy alpha male. And then you got to the 90s and you got into the Arnold Schwarzenegger weightlifting alpha males. Then we started to see a transition into these, like, uh, they were alpha males, but they were more like, they were more like assassin alpha males, you know? They were more like, you know, Ryan Gosling and the gray man, like they Jason Bourne, they were these assassin type alpha males. And, and the big, bulky, muscular cliffhanger with Sylvester Stallone, they got smaller and smaller. They stopped going to the men's tea clinic. They stopped taking steroids and they got smaller and smaller and healthier and healthier. And they dieted and they started turning into these Jake Gyllenhaal and Southpaw type alphas. And now they've almost completely eliminated the alpha male, you know? Now you have these, and I've said this before, and I'm, I'm sure TikTok will ban me in about five minutes, which is sad, but, you know, 
subconsciously the gay man has kind of been the alpha male because it takes a lot of mental fortitude for a guy to dominate another guy. Like if you go to the bar and you're just hitting on some slob kebab scuzz bucket, you can smash easily. But it just takes a lot more and so you're also you're you're kind of seeing this insidious level of metrosexuality and pronouns and all these things and guys are just bobo tea is making guys just feel bubbly and you're just starting to see these really skinny slimy like the new alpha male that they're trying to make is like Pete Davidson or Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly and have you guys you know like for instance you think drake is an alpha male i'm sure a lot of you do i'm sure a lot of you think drake's an alpha male did you see him pitch a baseball the other day like did you seriously see that bro bro he couldn't throw a baseball from the mound to the catcher bro it was the worst throw i've ever seen in my life Dude, like, I couldn't, I, I, I know that a 50 cents throw was pretty bad. This was up there as one of the worst throws of all time. How does he have any alpha male in his body? Like, how would Nicki Minaj not be like, hit me? And Drake goes to throw something to her. And he had, he literally went from, you know, champagne poppy to missing chromosomes poppy. I mean, it was that bad. And the weird part is, is like, you, is like you kids, like, think he's so swagged out and cool and you rap to his songs, he can't even throw a ball. I don't know what it is, dude. When I was a young man, I, you know, people, I go hard on people who ask my favorite quarterback and my favorite people are, because I really think at the end of the day, it should be you. But I, you know, I like people like Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, when you're a kid and you wrestle with your friends, you know, I was always Stone Cold Steve Austin and I did the stunner and I would stun people in the locker room. I would stun them through tables and chairs and I was, and that's the bottom line because Stone Cold says so. Austin 316 says, I just whooped your ass. Somebody get me a honey pepper. <laughs> and that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold says so. You know, that's who I liked. And he would come out in the Zamboni and would spray the... You'd spray fucking Vince McMahon down with beers and such. But, and that was called the attitude error of the WWF, which is probably the greatest error. And I think a good thing for a lot of you young kids, and I do this at home, is you need to go to YouTube and you need to go watch wrestling monologues. Go watch Macho Man Randy Savage. Go watch Stone Cold Steve Austin. Go watch The Rock. 
Go watch The Raven. Go watch their wrestling monologues, okay? And practice in the mirror your own wrestling monologues and how to talk like them and how to bully like them. And it'll really help you with your interviews when you get older and you know you get people start interviewing you and stuff. You'll learn how to dominate the interviewer and exude confidence and alpha mentality. You know, it'll help you with your teammates. You know, because a big part of sports is dominating your teammates verbally and being a bully and being mean to them and putting people down and then stomping on their skulls until their brains ooze out of their fucking ears and you just mush their fucking head in like a fucking basketball <sighs> while they scream and cry and you skip, step on their fucking temples until their eyeballs pop out of their fucking face. Ah! And what were you saying? What were you saying? Huh? What were you saying? The old Stone Cold Steve Austin, you better give me a goddamn beer right fucking now. You know, a lot of people are like, can you rap? And to me, it's really, that's not a talent, okay? What a talent is, can you monologue? Can you do a wrestling monologue? Can you hold people's attention? Can you captivate them? Can, as a quarterback, you stand in the locker room and you have all your teammates on a knee and you're just doing a stand-up comedy session and everyone's dying laughing, howling like some hyenas. That's when you know you're a fucking beast. They don't give a shit about your fucking rap song. It sucks. You gotta be able to make fun of people and bully them. Put them down, belittle them, be mean to them. You know, you gotta... Be... If you wanna be anything in sports, at least. Ugh. Otherwise, you're just wasting your time, you know? Football's not a gentleman's sport. You know, And but back to my original point is I think that's why the, the NFL's getting worse and worse is because, you know, they're pushing down these laws so hard in LinkedIn and corporate America that you gotta be nice and have empathy and compassion. And these NFL players are doing more deals than ever where they have to go into these corporations and speak with these executives. And so they put a suit on and they go see what a corporate life is like. And they say to themselves, you know, why is my, you know, strength coach telling me I'm a fucking piece of shit. You can't say that. If you said that to Paula in accounting, she, you know, she'd report you, but in football, they can, you know, I'll give you an example. I was at NC State. I had this young teammate uh, named Richard, and his dad was a famous lineman for NC State. Jim Richard played uh, 16 years, lost four Super Bowls with the Bills. And our strength coach, you know, young Richard wasn't doing well. He was a walk-on, which is kind of pre-qualified for being small, sad, and pathetic, and weak, and having no future. 
and so he already had that going, and he just wasn't into you know football and sports and and uh, but he had to play because he's a legacy. But anyways, the strength coach says we're gonna hang a black sheet over your father's name in the stadium. And that hurt him. Cut him deep, you know. Poor kid. And everyone was laughing at him, and I'm sure he felt insecure and tired and wanted to cry inside. <laughs> but he just bit down and chewed and swallowed his emotion. <laughs> you know? And that's why NFL players, they don't want to play anymore. They're sick of people saying mean stuff to them. You know, I'm listening to Julian Edelman yesterday making up all these fake stories about how tough he is and how he got grade three AC sprains and had to get shot up to play and broken ribs and all this stuff. And I'm not saying that's not true and it didn't happen. But if you were so tough, you wouldn't have let somebody tell you to be a slot receiver instead of a quarterback. So you're really not that tough. But he was saying how Jimmy G didn't want to play because he separated his shoulder. And it's like, in what job... Do you have to go to work physically injured? I mean, you guys get the flu and you call out sick. And you're on a fucking webcam. You you can sit home in your pajamas with a thermometer in your mouth. And you'll fucking call out sick on a webcam. Because you got the fucking flu. Now imagine being an NFL player and you got to play with broken ribs, lacerated livers, and lungs. Look, I'm trying to not get banned today from TikTok. It, deep down inside me, I want to go dark. Trust me, I want, I want to get worse and worse, and I want to be horrible. But they have this new subscriber thing, and I was actually kind of hoping, man. Then you know they said I could make up to thirty thousand dollars, man, if I just watch my fucking mouth, man. So hard, so hard, so hard. All I've been thinking about today is, oh God, you're I'm about to fucking lose this shit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, dude, somebody uh, somebody on my Brad is Fire, which is now at Brad Fuego. Um, at Tran in Savania is another one. That's my maybe my favorite one right now. But um, Throw God Music's another one. I have so many handles. But somebody's like, man, Brad's getting really dark. Uh, duh. <laughs> what does that even mean? Some of you guys, when you comment, I don't even know what you're commenting. You know what I mean? You're not adding anything to my stories. You're not adding any details. You're not, you know, I'm a Goosebumps book where you get to choose your own ending. You could comment anything. You could think of the most insane details in the world. You could add specifics. You could add anything to my story in the world to make it better, to give it a twist, to give it a turn. And you'll comment like, man, I need a video on Troy football. Like, I give a fuck about Troy football. Who's your favorite quarterback? It's, uh, what? Why do you guys, that's why you guys are going to grow up and you're going to have these sad, pathetic jobs. And you're never going to get hired or promoted. 
you're never gonna make a couple hundred K or a million dollars is because you guys ask questions like, who's your favorite quarterback? When you go to your interview for whatever job you're gonna get, you know, all these college kids, these D1 kids, right? I guess they're NIL millionaires. I have a buddy in college football, major high-level D1 college football. He says almost all of them are making like no money. He says they did an analysis and the highest person was making like 30000 And that it's all like marketing and fake and that these kids are coming to the campus and they're like, yeah, you know, so-and-so just said I'd get a million dollar NIL deal and they have literally like scientific fucking wage analysis proof that like the highest paid kid is like a 30K kid. And then it's just all bullshit. I mean, I don't know. I, you know, I could, maybe he's whatever, but I don't, he sounded real when he was telling me. And honestly, for all how rich these kids are, you don't really see them like on Instagram and Rolexes. You don't really see them like in Ferraris or Lambos, or you don't see like them going live in a mansion. You know, a lot of these college kids, because if you're making 30,000, let's say a month, you know, you're making almost 500, 600, you're making a couple, you know, you're making almost whatever, three-fourths of a million dollars a year. So you would think we would start seeing more college football players, you know, going live in a PJ on the way to Vegas in the weekend, or, you know, we would start, we would see more proof of like, they should do an NIL deal like MTV Cribs, you know, come look at my college in dorm room. And there's just pizza boxes and there's saran wrap with 400 Xanax pills in it. And, <laughs> you know, you, you, you'd think it would be much more improved. You think the NIL would be a lot cooler and it's not. Instead, I kind of see like people getting leased like Chevy Cobalts. So... <laughs> My son does baseball lessons and the kid, he drives a Tesla and he thinks it's really cool. I feel bad for him because when he drives off, he sounds, sounds like an alien spaceship hovering and there's no engine. And it's like, what does he think he's doing? Does he think he's saving the planet by driving a Tesla? It's horrible doesn't even look cool. It looks like a Subaru. Like when I was a kid, if your family had like a Subaru hatchback and you went on a road trip and you went all the way from Florida to Vegas and you would stop at every national monument, you'd hike Mount Crazy Horse in South Dakota and you would, you know, stop in St. Louis and do the arch and people with no jobs would be 500 feet below, like spelling out words by laying on the concrete. And... You know, times are changing, but uh, at your first interview, your first job interview for, you know, a lot of you are high level D1, so you live like millionaires, right? You get to, you get Smoothie King, you get food catered, you go to the Sheraton, you get a team snack, you get chicken wings and cheeseburgers and Snapples and 
and you stay in the deluxe hotels and everybody waits on you hand and foot. And when you go to the airport, you get to skip security and you can just go right on the plane. You know, you get all these things. And then since only 1.8% make it to the NFL, and then you have to go get a real job where nobody cares about you at all. And you have to think about these people in the real work field. They don't, they didn't know how to throw. They didn't have talent. They, they've been working since they were like 16, bro. They've been working since they were like 16. So here you are graduating college, living royalty, like a king, queen, like a beast in college football. And then all of a sudden you get to 22 and 23 and you got to go get a job, bro. And you think that you're going to clap your way into a leadership position and that you can just do more power cleans than someone else or you can be faster than somebody else and or that you're going to dress really slick you're going to overdress for your job you're going to come in in your best banana republic macy's tie um your best clarks that your mom got you you're all ready for your first job right you're you're going to put cologne on and somebody at work's going to report you to hr for wearing cologne that's how bad it gets they're going to be like he smells and I have allergies and I can't work with him because he has Kelowna. Like you don't even realize, like you think you're just trying to smell good, right? Because you're a college kid, you want to smell good. And somebody in the real workplace is going to be like, why the fuck is he wearing so much fucking axe? I can't even sit in the fucking cubicle near him. And you're going to get in trouble for wearing cologne, bro. <laughs> and so you're going to get to your fucking job. And you're going to realize everyone has a sickness. Everyone has a mom that's dying or they have cancer or somebody has some kind of flu or degeneracy or they fucking are having a hip replacement. Like, it, like it's literally like it, you, you realize like you were in an elite place with like elite athletes that had these prime genetics and perfect fucking body, minds, and souls, and talents, and that the people, these people started working at the fresh market when they were 16, getting a job because they had to pay to live in their parents' house as early as 16, and their parents kicked them out at 18. You went to college to go be a fake millionaire, and these kids had a fucking $500 a month car payment, their own cell phone payment, their own fucking rent payment as early as 16, 17, 18 years old. And so they are hardened and they're curmudgeoned and they're dark and they're evil and they're sad and they're mad. And all of that is gift wrapped in an Amazon Prime smile. And you're not smart. <clears throat> you think you're going to be swagged out and you're going to be cool and you're going to get away with just being the coolest athlete at work and everyone is going to think you're aloof and they're going to say things to you like, I really, you're really passionate and it's going to mean that you're really immature and they're going to know that you're silly and they're going to trick you into things, into working extra hours. So you'll sign on for your first job. 
maybe 10 years ago, 40K. So with inflation, let's say 55K. And this will be pretty good money to you. You'll be making about 17, 1800 a paycheck. You're gonna think you're really something special. And so somebody's gonna be like, hey, you wanna work on Saturday? Or hey, can you come in early? And you're gonna fall for it because you wanna get promoted, right? And they're gonna do this over and over again and they're gonna use you and abuse you and dangle that fucking promotion in front of your face. And next thing you know, you're gonna be working 80 hours a week like a dog. <sighs> and those football memories are gonna be in the distant, distant, far, far fucking, they're gonna be like, you know the intro to Star Wars, that big paragraph? That's how far in the past. You're going to do that for about, I don't know, six years, seven years. And pretend you got a little corporate talent. You'll get promoted pretty quick, two, two years, maybe a year and a half. And you'll go from 55K to 65 or 70K. And then, you know, it'll be another three to five years. And maybe you'll get promoted to you know, 85, 90K. Uh, and then maybe you get to year seven and you start making 100, 125, 150K. And then for about, again, there's going to be a natural attrition. So the same way in college football, folks got to go to the NFL. In, in business, you're going to see folks either go on to become millionaires or go on to become 500,000, 800,000 heirs, or you're going to stay right there at 125K for the rest of your life, for the next 50 fucking years. And you're young, so you think that's a lot of money. You think you're an animal. But a 100K paycheck in Texas would be like, $3,155 a check. In California, it would be about $2,650 a check. So if you get to 125, the rule of thumb is for every $5,000, you get another $125 that you actually get to keep. So you get to 125, okay, 5,095, five times 150, 500. So another, so 125, you're making 3,700 something dollars a check for the rest of your life. And you think that's a lot of money. And then all of a sudden you start a family and you got bills and IRS and you try a few entrepreneurial things. And next thing you know, you're just, yeah, you wake up like Kevin Spacey in American Beauty. And that's why you see guys at sports bars, at Hooters, at tight ends. It's because they're going to escape reality. They're going there. They want to have a beer. They want to stare at some big old booty on some 20-year-old biatch. 
<sighs> then they want to go home and fuck their wives thinking about her. <sighs> so, you know, it's really, really wild out there. That, that's why I deserve more respect because, you know, I didn't do that route. Um, I've written three metal records on Spotify and Blue Check Verified recording artist you don't even have a song i'm not gonna go down that path but like you don't, you haven't even made a song bro like that's how far off you are i've written three metal albums in addition to throw god just like side you know on my spare time freelance three entire 10 song metal albums that i've written myself that recorded wrote the lyrics I made myself just as a side hobby in between making football TikToks and just, you know, whatever else. I've won a little league championship six times in a row. I've had an undefeated little league baseball championship 12 and 0. It's really quite unbelievable. I'm kind of like uh, Forrest Gump in a sense. Built a tech company. It's really astonishing. You shouldn't believe what you see on the internet. You know, if you think about the average time it makes to make a TikTok, right? Let's say I make five TikToks and it takes me, let's, let's give each one 10 minutes. That's 50 minutes of me making TikToks. That's not even an hour shift at your poor minimum wage job that I made five TikToks. Do you understand how small that part of my day is <clears throat> it's like i the time it takes me to make five tiktoks with how smart and how talented and me knowing more entendres than jay-z and my one-liners and metaphors it all comes naturally it's all one take like no ceilings little wayne and the time it takes me to make five tiktoks is also the time that i will sometimes just sit on a toilet and take a shit and play on my phone and so a lot of you guys will sit there and be like, yeah, he's a grown man who makes TikToks all day. And, you know, yeah, I am. And it's awesome. And I have fucking 250-something thousand fucking followers. You're a grown man that watches my TikToks. And you have no followers. That could, that's even worse. That's even worse, bro. You have nothing like, when your wife's like, what What do you have, like, you know, just besides your two paychecks a month, you you can't say anything. Like, what are you good at, mowing the yard? Fixing the fence? Where are you, what are you, it's crazy. My wife's like, you know, I sit there, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to the studio, I gotta make another metal album. What? <sighs> I play guitar like Mozart, bro. I'm literally like a genius. You know, Edgar Allan Poe, you know, he died drunk in a ditch and now they read his children, you know, they read his books in school and they make you watch his movies like the tall tale heart. You watch that in like fourth grade. You understand? But like at the time they were like, man, Edgar Allan Poe was a drunk who died in a ditch. Like back in the day, his peers, they were like, that Edgar Allan Poe guy sure is weird. He just wrote a poem called, quote, the Raven Nevermore. He's a weird guy. He drinks too much. 
Hunter S. Thompson. Go Google his daily schedule of Chivas and cocaine and marijuana. Go Google him. Hunter S. Thompson's daily schedule. It's pretty amazing. If you ever watch Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, that's what it's about. And so I'll often get the question, you know, little kids will, and I can always tell it's a young kid because they learn about the D.A.R.E. program and their parents are very, a lot of you guys come from very strict parents, like where you, you can't have a beer around them. Like you'll grow up and you'll be like, man, I got to go to Thanksgiving at mom's house. And if I even have a Modelo, then mom's going to give me an evil eye. And it's, and I'm going to, you know, it's, I'm going to have to go sneak in the backyard to fucking have a beer, you know, cause my mom's strict against not drinking. And so I can tell a lot of you kids come from that kind of environment when you're like, hey, do you just drink at night? It's like, bro, wait until you the fucking IRS sends you a letter. Wait until you have to pay bills. Wait until you have to have a job. Wait until you're in your 30s. There's nothing to do at night. It's either go to bed straight at 6.30 p.m. or fucking that's it. You're going to have a beer, trust me. You're going to have a fucking drink. If you don't, you're then you're a serial killer. It's weird, bro. I'm telling you right now. Let me tell you why. Let me explain why. You have to shut your nerves off. All right? Everybody that I know that doesn't drink, their their nerves continue firing. And they, and you're, you're, uh, you know, it's like you got to sit down and calm down and you got to turn the ions and the nerve endings and the molecules simmer down. You guys can take a nap. I'm not on the treadmill anymore. I'm not working out anymore. Calm down. And you give them a little gem beam and you give them a little vodka. Calm down, calm down. And they get to stop working first, all right? Your blood flows a little slower and you get, you're not, you don't have anxiety. You're not thinking about your responsibilities. It's the end of the day. It's time to have a beer. It's time to calm down. It's time to relax, all right? We're gonna watch a show and we're gonna go to bed. And so the person that doesn't drink, they probably like, they keep firing all the way into bed. It's like, imagine running like a full sprint straight into your bed. And then you try to close your eyes and go to sleep and their mind is just fucking racing. And their, and their, their imagination is running wild and they can't, they sleep rest, have restless leg syndrome and they get a horrible night's sleep. And they're just wired. And so those are the people that die at fucking 50 years old from, you know, cancers and AIDS and all these fucking muscular dystrophy and stuff. Because you know why? Because your fucking muscles and your fucking memory, it's tired. It, you, never, you never gave it a lunch break with some liquor. Do you understand? 
All it wanted was a 15-minute lunch break with a fucking glass of some liqueur. That's it. And you made it just keep working on the goddamn assembly line because you're a fucking asshole. That's it. Being hungover is not bad. You might say some of the funniest shit. You might have one of the best days of your life hungover. It takes the edge off. You don't give a fuck. Now, I'm not saying to go out there and be a raging alcoholic and, you know, do all the, you know, be a domestic nightmare and all that stuff. All I'm saying is relax, take a deep breath. Pour yourself a gym beam on the rocks. You know what my grandpa taught me? This is what he taught me. You ready for this? All right. You pour a gym beam in a glass with ice. All right. Fill it up with 75% gym beam. All right. And then 25% water. Don't use any Dr. Pepper or anything. Just gym beam and water. And you will get drunk and hydrated at the same time. You won't get a headache. You won't get hungover. You'll get to relax and you'll be hydrating. It's better for you than a Gatorade. A gym beam and a water. All right? A vodka water. Vodka, ice, water. Drunk enough to jerk yourself off in your hotel room. You're on a business trip and you can finally squeeze your own balls. All right? And you just come on the floor underneath your desk. And you don't even lay a towel down or anything. You just come on the hotel floor and you just shut your laptop and you fucking, you were in private viewing on Google, all right? <laughs> and you just fucking go to bed, you try to sleep for 20 minutes and you wake up and you jerk off again because you're like, I'm doing it twice. I'm on a business trip. I'm all alone. Why not do it twice? All right? you want to travel for business, you got to stay at an embassy suites. All you can drink from 5 to 7 p.m. for free. Free happy hour. Best breakfast, you know, pancakes, bacon, liquid eggs, cups of coffee, you know. When I go on a business trip, you know, the, this you get, you get hammered at night and you wake up and get an eight-shot Americano from Starbucks. Eight shots of espresso. Uh, and then go to work and get fired because you just start saying crazy shit to people. I tell people this all the time, right? You know how everyone's like, oh man, doing drugs and going to work or getting drunk at work or just whatever, just, you know, hostile work environment, all these things, right? You want to know why people lose their jobs when you get older? It's because of Starbucks, because it turns you into a star, <laughs> for just a buck. <laughs> right? Yeah. <sighs> Woo! <laughs> I'm so sad. I just wanted to go. <laughs> so, anyways. You go get a Starbucks, and at first you're fine. And then the half-life of the coffee kicks in. And an hour into work... You're fucking telling your fucking, you know, your assistant director who th you think is your friend and he's just plotting and planning with the housekeeper's revenge against you. You're like, man, last night I was fucking this girl on the ass. 
all right, over a cup of coffee. And to you, it's just locker room talk, you know? You're used to football, just talking about fucking females. <laughs> and to him, you know, he's like, my boss is telling me about how he jackhammered a girl's throat and stabbed his wooden penis stake through her heart. <laughs> And killed the vagina on that vampire. Watch, I'm going to get banned here in a second. I couldn't help myself. Mm. Uh, caffeine's built a lot of great men. That's right. Uh, you know, another kid pissed me off. He commented, he said... Uh, he said on my, on my, it was on my Instagram, and he said, uh, you know, something about you can't be type A and schizophrenic and all this stuff, because, you know, you know, a lot of our new culture's into gummies now and all these edibles and, and smoking weed and all that, and if you're a true alpha male, like type A, you maybe enjoy weed one out of every hundred times that you do it and you're going to do it every time because it's awesome but you actually only enjoy it one time where you get to just be calm the entire time because the because to true type a's uh weed and gummies it's a it's for betas it's for type b personalities and when you're a type a like me when you you feel the highness you almost go into a schizophrenia And it's not enjoyable. It's it's not fun. And you're just the whole time, you're like, hold, you know, fuck this. And, the, and you just start doing chores. Or maybe you try to go for a run or a jog. Next thing you know, you run seven miles. <clears throat> so in the end, it does have benefits. But it's not like when you're a young kid or a college kid and you get high and you like think it's fun and you're laughing. And you kick a drink over on your little Asian friend Kyle's carpet of his new house his parents just rented and he gets mad at you and you don't care. And it's not like that when you get older. When you get older, you're, you know, and then some dads are really weird about it. They think like, uh, like you'll be like hanging out with them on like a Friday or Saturday and they'll be like, you want to, you want to smoke some weed? And, like, they have to go into, like, a secret man cave dungeon lair, like, behind their house. And then they get high and then they're, like, fucking have to hurry up and go inside and Listerine and brush their teeth. And fucking wash their hands and they're fucking scared the cops are going to come. Oh, fucking. And it's just, it's just horrible. When you get uh, the responsibilities of being an adult pretty much make most of life horrible. And that's why you should just drink a gym beam, drink a whole case of beer get a buzz because all that stuff goes away. All your problems go away when you get drunk and you drink and you don't care, you know, start dating yourself, drink a little bit, you know, gets a little bit late. Everyone's asleep, you know, start jerking yourself off on the couch, porn hub, Yenny Leon, uh,
crazy how actually healthy I really am. You know, it's a, another misconception about me is I'm actually j like jacked, like at Clinical Dad Bods, one of my handles, but I'm actually like extremely strong, like a grizzly bear strength. I'm stronger than the liver king, guaranteed. If he did that running tackle thing, I would stiff arm his face right into the ground. You know what I eat every day for lunch, right? I'll tell you in a second. Every single day for lunch, I eat SpaghettiO and meatballs from a can. You know, like Popeye. You know, like how Popeye fucking eats spinach. I eat spaghetti and meatballs. I put it in a bowl. I heat it up to, let's say, a minute, 50 seconds. Starts bubbling. I mix it around, and I sit down and eat it with a big dumbass glass of milk. It's freaking delicious. When I was a kid, my mom would put spaghetti and meatballs in my thermos and I would stink the entire cafeteria up. Uh, I was never a school lunch guy. I just, that's for poor people. Uh, you know, that's for people who have moms that don't care. You know, my mom was forced to make me SpaghettiOs in a thermos, two turkey sandwiches, a couple of Rice Krispie treats, fruit snacks, two Capri Suns, Maybe a brownie or a piece of vanilla bean cream cheese frosting cake. All of that in one school lunch every single day. And you know, people wondered why I could bench press 375 pounds as a junior in high school. It's because that's what my lunch was. You have, you, if you want power, you have to eat. You have to eat if you want power. Eat an entire box of pizza and you'll bench press 10 pounds more. All right? You should carry weight on you. It's important for your body, for the power, for lifting. You can, the thing about adult males too, by the way, is let's say I wanted to lose 20 pounds. I could do that in two days. I would just only eat one. This is a real thing, by the way. I'm not making this up. This is actually a real thing. Eat one granola bar an hour. Just one, it has 100 calories. You can do it for 16 hours, that's only 1,600 calories. So you eat one granola bar an hour, all day long. Every time you get hungry at 45 minutes, it shuts your hunger off and it, you feel like you're fed. So you eat one granola bar an hour, it's very shittable, it's nutty and small and easy to break down. And so you eat one granola bar an hour every single day, and that's it, that's your meals, that's all you eat. And you'll, dude, I've, I've gone through spells. I'm not making this up. I've dropped from 250 to 210 in three weeks. I've, I've dropped from 350 to 250 in about eight months. I, I, I control my body. My body doesn't control me. That's what Jimmy Johnson says. Let the mind control the body, not the body control the mind. But anyways, eat these granola bars. And the other thing I do too, which is very underestimated, is I literally drink probably 58 bottles of water a day. Literally, 
I don't sip them, I chug them. I chug the whole bottle, bottle at a time. I'll drink a whole pack of water that you get from the store, you know, like 36 bottle packs. I'll drink one of those in two days. All I drink is water, milk, and vodka. That's it. I don't drink anything else. Sometimes apple juice. That's the only things I drink though. Water, milk, and vodka. I don't drink sodas. I don't drink teas. Well, I do drink coffee. But so water, milk, vodka, and coffee. That's it. I don't drink any fucking surges or Diet Cokes or Sprites or I don't or fruit juices or lemonades or fucking cranberry juices. I don't drink anything. Vodka, water, milk, and coffee. Dude, I should be a voice actor, dude. Have you ever noticed, like, you ever noticed just how amazing my narrating voice is? I can just change it. If you watch Throw God videos, you can tell what mood I'm in by the my voice in the video. So if I start talking real low, you know I'm getting ready to say something really fucking evil. But if I'm talking real high, Dude, I'm just getting the craziest clinical dad bod cougar pump in right now. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I'm just pretending right now I got your mom in the Luger rack. Luger rack. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. This is all I do all morning long, bro. I just work out like a fucking psycho. Uh, I'm a champion, bro. That's what it takes to be a champion. A lot of young kids are like, how do I be a quarterback? Like, what is a quarterback? It's like, it's not a position. It's a lifestyle, bro. It's a mindset. Do you like working out? You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing about football players. It's like, do you genuinely like to work out? I do. Like, what am I doing right now? I'm just doing a fake jackhammer squat with a 45-pound bar, holding it with one arm, talking into a camera, bro. I'm just having the time of my fucking life right now. Just fucking working out, bro. I'm the new Billy Blanks. This is uh, 500 squats. I gotta get to 1,300 today, two times a week. So I, I do 1,300 squats on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then on Mondays and Fridays, I do up to 1,300 bench press reps. Just stay fucking loaded, bro. And I, I try to work out in sweatshirts because then you sweat more and it's harder and you work harder because your body is just suffocated by a fucking bear sweatshirt and when i take this sweatshirt off it's gonna look like i fucking 
live in a rainforest, bro. I have a nice hairy chest, you know, cause I eat the potato skins. You guys want to hear a great story? So I was an executive one time and they wanted to go out to Outback Steakhouse. And I was with, you know, a vice president. And then I was with the president and I got the Outback special, the eight ounce sirloin, loaded baked potato, all the sour cream you got, and kids mac and cheese, a big bloke. And uh, I'm eating it, having a great time. And my thing is I like to finish my food first and I eat every single piece of food on the plate. So I take the baked potato, I open it up, I pour an entire thing of sour cream on it. I slice the steak, I put it on top. I put the kids mac and cheese on top of that. And I just start knifing it down. I pour some blooming onion sauce on top of that. And I'm eating it and I eat the whole thing, potato skins, everything. And I'm sitting there and they're still cutting like in their first two or three bites of steak. I eat mine like a fucking, somebody put a dog bowl down. I even look at them, I just swallowed it. <clears throat> and they're still cutting into their steak. And I was still hungry. And I gave them a few minutes to see how full they would get. And so, you know, my coworker over here, he didn't, he stopped, he paused eating. And I said, uh, are you gonna finish that? And he seemed like he was trying to do a workplace meal, like he was gonna just eat enough and, you know, he's gonna take it home. And I said, are you gonna finish that? And I just reached over and I grabbed the baked potato off his plate and I just started eating it with my bare hands in my mouth. And his boss was staring at him, watching me grab food off his plate and just eat it and him just let me do that. And a few weeks later, a few weeks later, they fired Derek, the guy whose plate I reached over and grabbed the baked potato off his plate and started eating, they fired him. And I'm, you know, I don't know if it's for poor work performance or what, but I'm pretty sure it was because his boss saw me reach over and grab his baked potato off his plate and just eat it in front of him. And he didn't do anything about it. And what does that mean when it comes to enforcing SOPs and SOWs and, you know, P&Ls? What does that mean? It, yeah. I also ate a steak too, because after I grabbed the potato, he kind of did that my germs thing where my hand had touched his plate of food. And so I ate a steak too. So I ate both of our dinners. And while his boss smiled at me and looked like he was laughing at him. <laughs> then a few weeks later, I got fired for not having soft skills. <laughs> Awesome story. I am on back. I can't believe I pulled that one off, dude. That was a fucking great story. You're welcome, guys. You are fucking welcome. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Holy shit, bro. Dude, is working out with Throw God not fucking awesome? Dude, is this not the best time you've ever had in your life, bro? This might be better than my fucking videos, dude. Holy shit. 
Oh, it might be the best live stream on the internet, dude. pretending and I'm staring your mother in the eyes oh yeah oh I'm gonna bite those butt cheeks and deflate your fucking tires you're gonna have to drive home on your asshole Donna She said to me, you should let other people say you're great. And I just remember thinking how she had cankles. She had really bad legs, no calf muscles at all. And I wanted to say that to her, but nobody, you know, she wanted to wait for somebody to tell her she's great. See how that works, you dumb bitch. <laughs> Dude, what is it about women on the internet? wear g-strings shake their ass cosplay but they don't show butthole you know that's your fingerprint dear that's your id that's your that's your fucking scarlet letter show some courage show some crotch all right i don't care that you can twerk bust it open enough i can see that slightly browning skin of a rim butthole all right that's the real testament of a thought. You know, it's like Cardi B will do all this stuff and they, you know, Nicki Minaj and Megan Thee Stallion. Wet ass pussy. It's like, I want to see some slightly brown butthole. That should be a song. Some SBB. Huh? Let me see some pigmentation, babe. All right. Just some squats. Oh, yeah. Uh, what if we got it all wrong and Jesus on the cross was just him doing squats with some kind of makeshift home gym he made from wood? I'm sorry, guys. I just lost all my Christian fans. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, 
practicing my butt fucking motion as I come up. Oh, 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 I'm just thrusting that. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah, 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 ah. Babe, hold the phone to your anus. Oh, oh, shove the phone in your ass. Oh, I'm gonna call it, put it on vibrate. Oh, oh, oh. Dude, believe it or not, that shit's fucking hard, dude. That's a hard fucking workout, bro. I'm not good at kidding. My fucking thighs, they're on fire right now, dude. Whew. Holy shit. put my Christmas tree up yesterday. There's gonna be way more expensive presents under it than probably your Christmas tree. Uh, bigger presents, more expensive presents. Might fill the stocking up, the whole stocking. I put presents in the stocking too. And I fill it up with candy and toiletries and, you know, anything you want. Stockings are the best part in my family. Be a nice watch, nice new necklace, jewelry in there, yeah, new iPhone, new iWatch. Yeah. I don't know about some of you dads out there, but, you know, there could be a whatever the latest version of whatever the best dildo is in there. <laughs> Babe, look what I got you. <laughs> why is uh why does it look like the stocking has a fucking it just looks like the, she I just hold the stocking at the balls part and there's just a shaft and I hear you, babe, open it up. And she says my dad's here. My dad's here, I can't open it up. I'll have to wait till later, <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, okay, babe, okay. Dude, have you heard about these new flashlights? And supposedly, like, they make them so good now, it's like putting your dick inside of a dishwasher. You can actually put your penis in it and it has suction and jets and water, and it feels like you're getting sucked up by fucking, artificial intelligence literally you're putting your dick inside of a fucking uh, flesh-like garbage disposal but instead of the little turny fucking metal blades it's just tonsils <laughs> you know my goal is, when I get older, I want to have a room, right? And it just has a door, and it has a hole in it, and I have my own personal glory hole. How great would that be? You know how people want pocket pussies, and they want all these fucking fancy things. Imagine if you just had a room where you could just go put your dick in a hole, and there could just be, like, whoever 
I don't know if you kidnap a fucking whoever, dude, and you just make them live in the walls of your house. And you know how they have those vacuums where you can just plug it into the hole in the wall and you don't have to like push a vacuum around. You just plug it into the hole in the living room or the bedroom, wherever it is, and you just start vacuuming the floors. What if there was just rooms and every room had a hole in it and the people that live under the stairs, whoever they are, whatever. People need jobs, bro. <clears throat> and like some women don't want to do porn. So like you could start a new business where like instead of paying them to be a maid, they could just pay, be paid to live in your walls. And you just tell them, listen, whenever I'm walking around the house, I might just slide my dick through the wall, through the hole in the wall, and a little bell's gonna go off. And I wanna hear you running through the walls, just all the way to my dick. And I just wanna get sucked up like it's a fucking vacuum cleaner by Vanessa. Uh, oh yeah, that'd be fucking great. And so you just have a house with hot women who live in the walls who just suck on your balls and glory holes. Oh my God, dude, I am on fucking fire. I am on fucking fire right now. God, that was such a fucking great eye. Holy shit, that was so good. Oh, 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 oh. I'm gonna be visiting that little hole in the wall joint. That's what I tell my wife. I, hey babe, I'm gonna head on down to that little hole in the wall. <laughs> but instead of going to the Crown and Anchor, little dirty bar, I fucking just go over to the fucking utility closet where the vacuum cleaner is. I open the doors, little hole there. I pull my pants down. I put my cock through it. And I get sucked up by Vanessa the vacuum. <clears throat> check this out there's a little arcade like a little quarter slot next to the hole and so before i pull my junk out and i jam it in the hole i slide a token in there and, I said, and it goes down the 